0: All right. We wanted to do an episode about networking. It's one of those topics that applies to everybody, whether you're just getting started into the industry or whether you have a business and you want to try to grow it and make some more connections. So we got into that with some ideas that we've used in the past and hopefully can help your business out. With that, hopefully you find this episode helpful. We're going to take care of some business and then get right into it.
1: This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast who will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted cited copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast.
0: We live in a world of networks. We use networks of computers to connect the information from around the world. We use networks of roads to access the world around us. We use networks of people to create social connections. How can you find ways to use, add to, or even connect these systems in a way that will expand your business, grow your career, or build your skill set? In this episode of Tree Thinking, we will connect the dots, expand our grids, and look at why we should create a business matrix in... Expanding your network. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Tree Thinking. My name is Andrew.
2: Hey, I'm Rob. I'm Lacey. And Jamie.
0: And we're here tonight to talk about networks. Networks, really, at the base of it is you are m- building relationships. You're building relationships with people you work with. You're building relationships with, you know, different companies. And so we're going to get into that, different ways you can build these relationships. We're going to get into, yeah, we'll dive deep into all these things. But before we get too deep into these things, what do you got? Right, the bad tree joke of the week. <laughs> so... uh
2: trying to think of the tree jokes i've heard in the past there's not many
0: no no but uh garrett's a unique individual (laughs) we'll we'll bring him in and uh here we go bad tree joke of the week all right garrett are you with us Uh, domino's
3: pizza <laughs> to deliver a free pizza. Says you were late last time. <laughs> All
0: right, this is, we got uh, Garrett on with us. Uh, Garrett, you're on with Rob,
1: Lacey, Jamie, right.
0: and myself. And uh, do you have the bad tree joke of the week? Yes, yeah,
3: sir. I got a good one. All right. Uh, what did the hurricane say to the coconut tree? What? Hold on to your nuts. You're
0: thinking of me ordinary work no. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice.
3: Hey, but guys! I had a serious. All right, and you. that was the tree
0: joke of the week. <laughs> right on! Thank you so much, Garrett, for coming on and uh, sharing the tree, uh, bad tree joke of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. With that, we're gonna uh, get into the main topic expanding your networks there's one of our networks is garrett's our bad tree joke of the week guy <laughs> he's an interesting dude
2: he's got a lot of stories eventually he did say he's got a good tree joke for us and then he told us that yeah well <laughs> he's just living up to
0: the name yeah, of the we, segment we, you we know. all laughed. <laughs> as we said before we're going to get into networks a little bit i guess where do we want to start with networks i'm thinking how many networks do we use on a regular basis just go around and, and throw some out I'll I'll start out with us here you know I I work with Jamie with Rob you know my beautiful bride takes care of a lot of the networking for our company but it's good to have quality tree whether it's just an arborist or a whole company you know that you can trust to work with uh, if I can't get to a client that I really care about you know, but they need something done right away. And for whatever reason, I'm going on vacation. You know, I already have another really good client scheduled on the day. They need to get in there. I've got guys I know that I can refer that work to where they're going to take care of the work. They're going to do quality work for a quality customer. And I don't have to worry about them trying to snake that customer out from me. So I think that that's a good starting spot. What do you guys think? What, what other networks can you think of?
3: Um, You know, when networking comes to my mind, I think of uh, an app that we use at Sperry to stay organized with the different crews. It's called WhatsApp. A lot of people are probably familiar with Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, we network with each other throughout the day. So if somebody needs a tool or if someone's not going to make to their last job, then it's a way that we can all communicate with each other and be on the same page. It's significantly increased our ability to get all our work done and And the production, so communication is extremely important, and that's a great tool for improving our networking within the company.
2: Yeah, I use that with the company I used to work for, and I like the record to talk feature instead of like a text. You just, you know, you're going, and you just quickly record something send it or you know listen to someone you know the office person calls you or sends you a message it's quicker than pulling it out and thinking of what to type you just it's like a walkie-talkie kind of
3: definitely yeah and we used to use texting <clears throat> but we'd have to set up a whole new text string or, or new text you know text setup if someone was to add or leave the group okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's kind of nice because you can adjust who's in the group really easily yeah Another thing I like
0: about those apps, and I haven't used that particular one, but I'd imagine it does the same because a lot of them do it, is you can share a picture, mm-hmm. you know. So if if somebody has a specific question, they can take a picture of the tree and they can say, all right, we got these two low branches. Do you want this one or that one? And just highlight it on there where, you know, before this, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, there's there's one branch. It kind of goes out towards the roof and another one about, you know, it's real easy to misremember or uh, recommend removing the wrong branch, which we all know can be a costly mistake. Yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> I've started texting. Well, there's a certain client, a property owner, and started texting him when I'm doing bids because he's not there for him. So I'll just take pictures of each tree and the suggestions I want to do, you know. And right, basically, my bid is like this long, you know, text um, to him, and then he can decide what he wants to go ahead with and whatnot. Nice. So that's cool. Walk around, take videos and pictures of a of the job site yeah. when the client's not there to do so, you know?
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, well, and really clients are part of your network if you're building a business. Oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're who uh, refers to you a lot of the time. It's all yeah. the word of mouth. They, yeah. They're th- one of the strongest part of your networks without, you know, clients that trust you. So, you know, it not only, like I was saying before, is it building relationships, mm-hmm. but it's more than just a relationship. It's building, like, the strongest trust with somebody. They are paying you you know, hard-earned money to take care of a problem they need taken care of that they can't take care of. I mean, that that is uh, an important level of trust. You know, w- without that part of the network, the business doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And although we have
1: technology like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, I think I've always preferred just talking to people. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather have someone call me to, to talk about a tree than text me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, we reach out for occasionally in Facebook, maybe like six times a year at the most. Mm-hmm. And half the time I'm like, oh, I don't check our
2: Facebook enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh, that person asked a month ago. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it says <laughs> call
1: the number on our Facebook. Please don't do like, it.
0: Well, <laughs> and, you know, we have a small business. Yeah. So it's real easy. You know, part of the strength of having a small business is you can build those one-on-one yeah. relationships and turn those into really solid relationships. And you're going to do that tenfold in mm-hmm. person-to-person conversations compared to sending texts or Facebook. You know, Facebook's even worse. I mean, it's it's a great tool, but you got to use it right. And if you don't, if you're just on Facebook, you're just another Facebook business to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's a good point to make. My client base is very small, so texting the client is pretty easy and like yeah. makes sense right now. But yeah. Know. Probably won't in the future. No, yeah. but
1: that's still better than <coughs> Facebooking to me because oh, they yeah. have, like, a direct line to you. Yeah. As far as they know, someone at home is messing with your Facebook or, you know what I mean? Because it, it's not necessarily you who's even necessarily going to be answering for your business. You could have a secretary. They don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, or an office person, I should say. I, I'd prefer texting over, yeah. over it's, on it's online. Nice. Text. <laughs>
3: we, we use texting for confirming appointments. Okay. That's awesome. You know, yeah. So every time... We go somewhere, we confirm the appointment the day before, didn't just shoot them a text. It used to be we called people, and we don't want to be, like, contacting them a million times before the job because that's kind of annoying, so we just shoot texts.
1: Well, and you're a big company, so trying to call every single person on the books for the next day, I imagine, can be labor intensive for the office staff, and they have other things they need to probably get
3: done. Yeah, it saves a lot of time as well. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: then someone wants to talk to you. If you have someone calling to confirm, they're like, oh, yeah, while you're out, can you do this? Or can we maybe change this to this? And it's like, no, I'm just confirming that we're coming out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
0: That kind of brings me to the idea, what's the difference between a professional relationship and, you know, a personal relationship, because we're kind of talking about right in that line. If you're trying to have, a, a you know, conversations, you build this relationship with them. But uh, what's the difference between that professional network and that personal network? In, in my mind, for example, we're all friends. You know, we're part of a professional network and a personal network. Mm-hmm. But when you're uh, texting with the client, you don't want to cross that Well, I guess it depends depends on the, it depends on the client. You know, Mm -hmm. we got clients that. They're like extended family. Yeah. We had a client just recently. We took a tree down from, we've done quite a bit of work for them recently. She, you know, it's the, the holiday seasons. I think I talked about her on another podcast where she loves stars. Oh yeah. She asked if we could make a star for her, you know, and it's, yeah. Took about 15 minutes, cut it down, you know, made it the right shape to stand up nice, kind of... Oh,
1: no, it's about 10, 15 minutes of sanding, too.
0: Okay, yeah, so, you know, took the, took the took <laughs> the edges off so it wasn't, you know, sharp edges, and we just put a little bow on it and brought it over to her house with a little Merry Christmas card. Mm-hmm. And she loved nice. it so much, She, her and her husband came by with a fresh uh, loaf of bread. Oh, nice. And, and gave honey it, butter. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, and, you know, so... And that's awesome, you know, and they're, they're almost becoming more like friends than... Uh, customers
3: I, I feel like one of the differences between a professional and a personal relationship is if it's somebody that you would like to spend your time with when you're not at work, and that's more of a personal yeah. relationship and professional is I'm totally into hanging out but not interested if I'm not at work yeah yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we
1: have a few clients that I'd say we we like if we're in the neighborhood and they know we're in the neighborhood doing a tree work at someone else's house, they'll come out. To talk with you. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm happy to see them. And they'll, like, be okay with you working as you talk so you're not, like, stopping your other job so much. But that's kind of, yeah, we're on that fine line with some people because that's my habit with anyone. Even when I was in pharmacy, I'm like, you will be part of my nest.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will take care of you. And then from that kind of, and we just have some clients they are just nice people where you're like, oh, you're interesting. You've had an interesting life. I would like to talk to you.
3: because yeah. job when uh, we helped your neighbors down the road a little Couple houses down, and mm-hmm. afterward, they cooked up steaks <laughs> and we all barbecued and spent the evening together. Yeah,
1: yeah, like there's a perfect example. They're like yeah. legit, super nice people, just yep, funny, just nice to be around. So, yeah, it's not for everyone, but there's definitely those people you meet that you're like, I just like you as a person
2: yeah mm-hmm. you cross the personal professional line when you're willing to hang out with
3: them <laughs> without getting paid <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, then, and next time sarah and i are in the market to buy a house we'll probably be talking to them oh yeah, yeah. they're, realtor, you know, so you know. they're realtors. so yeah, yeah. they're networking by you know oh yeah cooking us some steaks they're networking their yeah, yeah. their business yeah. just being awesome like
0: <laughs> and yeah realtors are a great person to have a contact with mm-hmm. i mean you're talking to someone that their job is to go to different properties and make, you know, and try to see how you can't make them nicer to sell them easier. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, uh, well, a local uh, tree company became a tree company because he was a realtor and he realized he could make more money creating views. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Now, it's not necessarily the, you know, what I would, why I'd want to see someone get into arboriculture just because they want to cut trees down to create views. But (laughs) it shows you how connected these things can be. What are some other businesses that mutually beneficial with a uh, tree industry? I mean, the the obvious is a landscaper. Yeah. yeah. You know, that that's the basic one. The
2: company I used to work for down in Southern Oregon, we shared a lot with a landscaping company in town. And it actually, they kind of partnered up and it really helped that company grow from the ground up. It was just uh, a big relationship. We would kick them work. They would kick us work. Yeah. Yeah. Landscaping is an obvious one.
0: I've, I've heard of companies that tried to start up landscaping divisions. Maybe it's a new company and it's slow in the off-season, so they decide, hey, we're going to mow lawns.
3: Well, I, I think that one of the benefits of not doing landscaping is what Jamie was talking about, networking and people referring work to you. If, if you're also offering the same service as them, then it's less likely that they're going to refer work to you. So that's been one I, I know we've gotten a ton of referrals from landscapers over the years and it, it's questionable if the company would have grown in the same way without mm-hmm. the the support and the recommendations from them. So it it's probably smarter not to have that be a service we offer so that other people recommend us oh, yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, no, I and I agree.
0: I mean I, I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. I've heard of these companies do that, but I can't think of any that have done it super successfully. And I'm sure they're out there, you know. I'm sure there's people that are just crushing it on a landscaping and on a tree side, but it seems like that's a whole nother business. And if you're trying to take advantage of that, you know, you're you're sp- You might be spreading yourself thin. You I feel lose like-
1: some of your specialization, like because you can be really good at a few things or great at one thing.
2: Usually, like yeah, I know of guys who, as they're getting started you know starting their own company they're just hungry for work and they're like yeah i got a lawnmower i'll mow your <laughs> lawn you know but yeah. that falls to the wayside you know eventually i've even heard a more arborist saying they don't do hedges anymore <laughs> kind of getting rid of that work <laughs> yeah they're like yeah.
1: here you go landscapers. Yeah. I don't
2: want to hold my even though i m- imagine like a big hedge you know you do need someone with some climbing experience to do it right but
0: well and it depends on i think the business you want You know, do you have the clients where you can sustain off of just climbing big, beautiful trees? I think a lot of tree guys would love that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so it's about finding that balance. You don't want to give all your work away. You know, hey, if I can do some hedges and that can be bread and butter in the lean times. Right. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know a lot of tree guys that love doing hedge work. Yeah. You know. (laughs) I know even less tree guys that want to go mow a lawn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) and do you
1: have to have licensing as a landscaper to do lawns and things like that? I can't imagine that requires any special certification. I don't think
2: landscape maintenance does. Okay. Yeah. That's But but I'm sure once you get into, like, planting and irrigation, you know, installs, that's when. uh, And
0: that would be something to look at. Or look up wherever you're at. You yeah, yeah, yeah. These rules could be different in different states and different, different counties, areas. So, Yeah. yeah so. Don't listen to me.
2: That's <laughs> a good point because so
1: we're starting to see here in Oregon, they're looking at uh, possibly doing an arborist uh, business license that's separate from the Oregon CCB um, and separate from the landscaping board, although it would be monitored by the landscaping board. I'm going to be curious to see how that pans out just mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of regulation in either area that's very specific to arboriculture. It's either all contracting as in building a house or all doing landscaping, Mm -hmm. which the big brouhaha in Oregon is always planting trees because arborists can't plant trees here. (laughs) Unless you have special certification to plant a tree. You can cut it down, but you can't plant one.
3: (laughs) My my understanding is you can plant um, up to $500 of planting.
2: Oh, okay. So I
3: I think that there, there might be some limitations with the amount of trees and the amount of money on any given contract. Mm-hmm.
1: You mean for each or like annually, like you can do $500 worth of tree a year of planting or
3: Under per Under one client? contract. Okay, okay. Is my understanding, but it, I, I could, it could be a little yeah. off on that.
1: No, that's, that's, I've learned something new. Brain wrinkled.
2: That goes back to the network with the landscaping company <laughs> and the former company I used to work for. They had like a killer nursery, this awesome tree stock. And we'd be like, Oh yeah, hit up, whatever landscaping and they'll they'll come plant your tree and we knew they were going to do an awesome job they were like the high-end landscaping company around and they they had some really cool like i I can't even you know tens of thousand dollar japanese maples and stuff you know these big pots at the lot
0: yeah i was uh talking to becca the other day at work you know we i'm you know me; I'm trying to convince everybody to start their own tree business. <laughs> and so I was, I was like, "Hey, Becca, you should, you should, you know, go get your uh, CCB, or you know, you should." And then I was like, "No, you should get your landscapers, you know, because she's she's already working with Friends of Trees. I mean, that's that's kind of how she got into this tree game, is by going through a, a nonprofit uh, tree planting company. And so, and you know, she. By working with that company, she made connections uh, at the city. They've they've got a contract with the city. And so, you know, then when, you know, built up a reputation as being a quality worker, that way when the city was looking uh, for some seasonal help, uh, they ended up hiring her. And so her thing is kind of planting trees to start with. So I was like, you should become a, get the tree planter certification because there's probably a niche there. If you've got that certification, not a lot of other people do, you could become kind of the tree planter within the tree industry. I mean, I think that'd be a great little gig.
2: Yeah, it's a cool idea.
3: You know. we, we refer a lot of people to work with Friends of Trees, for sure. Yep. Yeah. They, they can do it for a lot less money and are a great organization.
1: Yeah, they do a lot of the native, well, only native tree planting, which is nice. So well, you're not... Don't they? Isn't they, they do
3: other entry? stuff
0: because I think they'll do fruit trees and backyards and stuff if someone wants you to. Just or not wants in
1: like city right away. It has to be on an approved list for something in the city right away, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I'm they'll thinking. they'll make sure that, you know, it's the right tree for the right spot. Part of what they do is really work with the person to make sure that, you know, they understand the site. They understand, you know, if, if the site needs drainage or what the deal is uh, and they'll get the right tree in there for you. Yeah, definitely. If, if you're, uh, anywhere near friends of trees, support them, you know, they're, they're a great nonprofit. Let's see. I'm trying to think of another business might be, you know, you go to the dump and this is something that we, I used to do when, when I'd be at the dump, you know, when I was working with Sperry, we'd have a crew of, you know, three people dumping a truck and then, when we were pulled up next to like an you know an old guy that's unloading his rig, w- you know we just hit the button, dump the truck, throw the tools back in, and be ready to go. And if we saw someone that looks like look like they needed a little help, we you know I'd always be like, all right, guys, let's go and un- unload that guy's you know help that guy unload all his brush real quick. You know, do do you think of that as networking? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. You know I mean yeah. you're helping somebody out and that's a potential customer. Mm-hmm. And again, customers are. Are one of the most important parts of a business network. Yeah, they just name. hire you to come unload their trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd s- spend the whole morning there yeah. unloading I trailers I for Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know, so sometimes it's in little ways that you might not think of right off the bat. One of those sayings in business is the profits and the pennies. You know, it's the same thing in in using networks and building relationships. It's those little things that add up over time uh, that will, I think, make someone stand out and separate someone in people's minds. Absolutely.
2: Just thought of a story. Um, Nate had a a new neighbor, like, move in right next to him, and they had some tree work done, and it was like they just left the brush. They were going to deal with the brush. It was a poplar. You know, there's a big brush pile. And Nate saw them pull up a U-Haul truck, and they were starting to load the brush into the U-Haul truck. And Nate hadn't gone over and done his niceties yet as a neighbor, like a new neighbor, like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, dude, don't go over there. And he's like, okay. He went over there, and he's (laughs) like, I got a chipper. I'll take care of this for you. You're new to the neighborhood, normally be a pan of brownies, but, hey, (laughs) I'll come chip this brush for you. So, Yeah. Mark and I ended up chipping it. It was a mess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, those were the worst of
2: brush pile. Yeah, imagine oh. <laughs> loading a U-Haul truck and taking it to Lane Forest Products or Rexias uh-huh. or something. a couple of weeks sick. later, I saw a U-Haul pulling out of there. They'd rented one, <laughs> <laughs> loaded it with brush. <laughs> Do you think the
1: people at U-Haul are like, "Damn it!" To when yeah. another one shows up, like they can just tell that it wasn't swept down well enough? Oh yeah, just like, for
2: sure. <sighs> yeah.
1: Again with the U-Haul and brush
0: hauling. Yeah. Oh yeah, full of scratches and debris yeah, and mud. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: oh that's aw- that's awesome though that's yeah. a good neighbor that's the kind of i mean it takes a little extra effort but in the long run like that neighbor is always going to be stoked like he's going to be able to get away with having a weird car or something parked out longer than they like <laughs> yeah and,
2: and now that neighbor knows that nate owns a tree company mm-hmm. you know and they can refer him to other people or they need any more poplar, poplars trimmed. Yeah. That
0: <laughs> That's like we start out this conversation, word of mouth is the ultimate way of selling or of, you know, getting your getting the name out there, getting the word out there, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it's those little connections. I think a lot of what we've been talking about so far is networking the production side, you know, how how we get work done, how we, you know, do that. How what about sales? you know and kind of what you're talking about might be riding that line where it's partially on a production side cuz you're out doing the work what what are some of the networks and sales nurseries you
3: can you can you know go to nurseries and get to know them and they're they're working with people that you know generally care about trees and putting some business cards down on their counter could be a good one way to do a little marketing for drumming up some work roofing yeah. companies yeah
1: because a lot of times they might need clearance if they're redoing a roof that's actually a good one or if something's broken and a roof's getting repaired because of it you can get that sort of business pick up from that seems like a pretty direct one that if they're calling you it's for trees no other reason
0: yeah no i mean uh we've all well that's one of the big things that people call you for is clearance from the roof mm-hmm. I know I've done quite a few jobs over the years that were related to, hey, we need our roof to get our roof done.
1: Can you get the tree off that's laying on my roof right now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's caused the damage from laying on my roof for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In the area of roof that has to get replaced now because it's got completely rotted away from.
0: So then what what do you guys think the best way to build those relationships are? You know, I, I could see it being pretty beneficial to, you know, for a roofing company, for example putting together a letter, putting together a packet and, you know, sending it to a roofing company that, you know, may, maybe you find a roofing company that you re, you like the way they do business. You've used them before. They, they do a good job. You want to align yourself with them. Uh, maybe you send them a letter that says introducing yourself saying, Hey, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we're working near, you know, in situations where we're either looking at a roof or it might be a storm and there might have, a tree may have just gone through the house. You might, you know, there's, we've all been in that situation where there's a branch that pierced the roof. You know, we will recommend you, I, I don't know. Do you think that'd be the best way to do it, To to put a letter out there?
1: I'd say face to face or yeah. like mask to mask right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a better way to do it because even we get odd letters from people wanting us to use them for, you know, marketing for our Facebook profile. Like I'll get random emails about basically people trying to expand our business, whether it's through some sort of online kidding. And I just hit delete or spam yeah. or because I'm like, eh, you're not going to bother to call me. Can't be bothered. Like, but I don't know if that's because I'm a product of the 80s, and I'd rather talk to a person than, you know, have a relationship through the computer.
0: I I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it goes back to what we were originally saying about the core of this is building a relationship. You know, getting another junk email, even if it's with the best intention, if it just looks like a sales pitch, you're probably just going to get rid of it.
1: Yeah, I throw mailers out all the time. Mm -hmm. Anytime someone's selling, I'll have a second like, ooh, Windows 50% off and garbage.
0: (laughs) So what do you you know you're the person that is going through the emails answering the phone for us you might be the the first the kind of that person that they first reach out to what would be the best way to reach out to you if there was a company that wanted to uh, make a connection with happy little tree care phone just call hands
1: down just call just call like pitch if you want to pitch um,
0: send a fruit basket over mm, fruit. <laughs> Free, fruit. <laughs>
1: and it's already wrapped in plastic so it's safe no I would just say uh, phone that's that's my way of doing business though because you can get a feel for someone and you know their speech patterns and the way they approach you I don't know that's just my preferences I like to be able to kind of get a good read on people ooh another company management companies getting in oh, with a property, property management, management company mm-hmm. sorry just that came to my mind yeah that's another good networking one because they have multiple properties that they manage so if they like you then you get shifted around to all their hoas and stuff
0: so i could see the property management company one where maybe a, the right brochure package might work with them yeah you know better than a lot you know so i, w- I wouldn't I would do an email or i wouldn't do an individual letter but i think if you took the time to make up you know to put a brochure in there. Maybe, you know, get a folder that opens that has your business card, you know, uh, maybe talks about, you know, your company, the way, you know, the way you do the quality of work you like to do, you know, represents you well, you know, even with a property management company, maybe not right now, but even bringing it down there and hand delivering it, I, that could speak volumes. If you show up, you real professional, you can, you can talk the talk and you just show up with this brochure saying, hey. We're looking to build relationships. This will tell you about us. We'd be happy to take care of any of your tree needs. You know, I'm a certified arborist. I have this many years doing this work. I could see that working. But I, I think it goes back to what you're saying. You're, gonna want, you're not going to want it to look like another sales pitch. You don't want it to be an email. You don't want it to be just a letter. You'd want it to be something that stands out, looks a little different, and ideally comes with that uh, one-on-one interaction.
1: A personal touch.
0: Yeah, that personal touch. So,
1: Rob, you guys do mailers. Are you able to track how successful the mailers are? Is there a way that people, you know, when they call, they say, oh, I got your mailer for, you know, 5% off tree care for this month. And do you guys have a way to track that to see how successful that marketing is?
3: Yeah, we, we um, ask everybody that calls how they heard about us and if, they're, if we've worked with them before. So basically if they you know, found out about us through a mailer or if um, they're a repeat client, then we, we capture that when, when we answer the phone.
1: So at the end of the year, are you able to look at it and be like, 60% of our business we got from mailers or 50% of our business we got from word of mouth? Are you able to kind of extrapolate that data into something that gives you an idea of what you're, like what's successful and what was a waste of time or money?
3: Yeah, um, when we do our scheduling, uh, when we make the appointments for our bidders, um we we put that in the notes we put it how they heard about us and what their uh what the bid is going to entail if it's going to be tons of trees or um, just one or removals or pruning and then we can send the bidder that's best at bidding for pruning or for removals and you have a little bit of information about what to um, expect when you get there
1: and then at the end of the year are you guys able to say okay we have I, i just don't know how complicated the systems are if you're able to be like, okay. We had this person who heard of us through Facebook and we scheduled this job and got, you know, bid the job, got the job. So at the end of the year, can you say, okay, you know, 90% of our business we got from Facebook. So we definitely want to keep putting into our Facebook marketing. Is there a way that the data is pulled into so you're able to do that or be like, oh man, we got like 30% of business from mailers. Mailers are successful to us. We should definitely keep putting mailers in. Is there a way Mm -hmm. to do that over like an overall picture to determine what marketing you want to do the following year?
3: I don't think that we can run a report. We'd have to look through all the bid appointments, and then it—I mean, it—it seems like it would be a lot of work. But I'll bet you someone could do it in a day.
1: Oh, okay, that's not bad then. So
3: I mean, you're you're just going through each day and looking at each appointment and writing down how many of them were from, uh, you know, a mailer or repeat client or um, word of mouth, word of mouth or just get
1: tally marks going
3: yeah i I think it would be doable oh okay but but i don't think we could run a report
1: Um, oh see they got to come up with an there's an app for that there's an app because that would be kind of brilliant because half the time it's just like you know i'll see again window companies i'm just going to not name names but i'll use them as an example because i constantly get window mailers and i know they set them up to go to neighborhoods over a certain amount like if your house Mm -hmm. is worth in theory market value over of like 300,000, you'll mm-hmm. see a certain amount of mailers. If your house is worth like 200,000, that's, oh, yeah. the, you know, the, the, you can, I guess mailers can be set by your neighborhood and by the prices of houses. Definitely. So I always get these mailers from this one particular company. <laughs> and, you know, even though like, it's not that they physically came to our house and were like, you need some new windows. They just blanket us with them. So I I don't know how successful theirs are, but they're really nice mailers. They're not nice, like you can't burn them because they're like coated with plastic. But so they're not good fire starters. That's for me. I want a mailer to be a good fire starter, okay? That's a marketing thing. Can I burn this and not put plastic into the environment? Um, so, you, but they'll be, to these be beautiful...
0: ecologically responsible while
1: networking. Yes, exactly. So, but the thing is, is, like I'll get these beautiful mailers and I always think to myself before I throw them in the recycling, where they're probably not going to get recycled. How much did this cost you to make these like sheet paper size? You know, we get these fantastically giant, giant uh, mailers. So uh, that's my thing. It's like at the end of the year, if those companies can't track how much they spent on those and then how useful they were, are they just throwing money away? You're not that, you know, you guys don't send that many out, but we get so many of them from certain companies. that I'm like, are you not feeling like you're wasting money right now because i'm like oh in my mailbox in my trash they,
3: they are very expensive for sure it adds up fast but um we we can tell by um the amount the phone rings shortly after we send the mailing out oh cool okay. you know so if we send a mailing out our phone will be off the hook and we'll have 150 bids to do within a week, usually. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you that's, a good, so causal that's a good indicator that the mailer was successful. <laughs> have you ever done mailers to. And there's uh, smoke everywhere all around <laughs> town. <time. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Sperry mail? <laughs> yeah.
0: Weird plasticky smoke. <laughs> there's dye in
1: it. So if the smoke coming out is blue, that is <laughs> yeah. your Sperry <laughs> mailer.
0: <laughs> ha- have you ever done mailers to companies like uh, real uh, the property management companies or. Uh, condominium services or anything like that? Or if it has it just been to
3: uh, individual? Residential. Yeah, residential yeah. clients. Um, just residential clients. And I think we already work with most of the property management companies. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So I don't know that a mailer would be very effective for us. Well, that particularly. Now, one thing I do know is
0: uh, some of the companies that you work for also hire other people to do different jobs uh do you think a mailer would and i don't know that you'd want to but do you think a mailer might be able to expand because a lot of uh, you know a lot of those apartment complexes they'll get bids from multiple companies and they'll just Mm -hmm. go with the cheapest one do you think with a mailer you could expand or strengthen that relationship
3: and maybe get them to work with you more often i think it's ultimately up to the homeowner whether or not they hire you so they're going to say, we'll we'll organize getting these four different bids from four different companies, and then they'll yeah. tell the homeowner, you know, these are your options.
1: And yeah. unless it's like a huge condominium place, then you they've got to deal with a board who gets to sit down and discuss and decide if they're going to use you or not. So yeah. that's true. So
3: if it's a homeowner's association, then usually they have common area. And if the trees are growing in the common area, then the board approves an estimate. But the people that Just like the trees grown on their property are usually responsible for their own.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I'm trying to think, but we've only done a few HOA jobs and it's always ones that are, I think it's in a common enough area. So everyone's, it's just coming out of the dues. Like it just comes out because everyone has to pay dues in those places. So it's just coming out of the, you know, the money pit.
0: Yeah, And uh, so to kind of look at this from another angle also is a lot of times it's not necessarily, you know, you think of, you know, a real estate company as a big company, but I think it's good to identify the person within that company and mm-hmm. build a good relationship with that individual person that might collect the bids. You know, we, we've got uh, HOAs that we work with that the reason we work with them is because the person that runs that, basically the person that's the go-between between them the between the board and us really likes us
1: yeah i don't think she gets any other bids i was yeah. unless the HOA is requesting multiple bids she's just like ah, oh, just go with them because we were really um what she liked is we were really quick at getting back to her so she asked trade companies for a bid or to come out and it'd be a week before someone would even call her back or email her back so i think she was all fed up so by the time she got to us it's like she emailed me 30 seconds later, I'm like, yes, when would you like to set up a time emailing her back?
0: And and as she told, you know, I talked to her and she pretty straight up told me, I've really enjoyed working with Lacey, you know, so I'm just going to be working with you guys. Nice. You know, you'll be my first call. And so it shows, that really shows me that, you know, we're talking about two different companies, but really it's just that relationship between two individuals within those companies that has been the deal breaker or maker in this situation.
3: Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Cause if you get that one person in a company that does not like you. You're like dead t- to them. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Like I haven't had any experiences myself, but I've heard of plenty where it just, ta- I mean, it's just like a client, you know, it takes one bad review. Um, and you're tanked in an entire community. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: And uh, you know, that, that is an interesting thing. Another one of the networks that we deal with, uh, and we'll get the, get, dive deeper into this, but another one of those networks we deal with is, uh, social media and the internet in general, you know, and not just social media, but kind of Angie's list. You know, there's, it's so much easier for, uh, someone to find your company and decide whether or not they like your company. You know, it wasn't long ago where word of mouth was a hundred percent everything. I'm talking to my neighbor. I'm talking to the person at work now. People will Google your name, you know, so part of that is looking, you know, what do you look like? Do you look like you're a professional company online? Have you had negative reviews? You know, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of that stuff in the, this day and age. It's not just about how well you do the work. I mean, it, it still is about that. You know, you, you can't do bad work, but, uh, you know, I, just as easy, if you upset somebody, you don't build that relationship. You don't keen on that network opportunity. That can have ripples
3: throughout your reputation in a whole different way. Yeah, that that reminds me of uh, something I I heard not too long ago. Um, people are looking for three things: they want quality work, they want it done fast, and they want it for a cheap price. <laughs> and you can yeah. only have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) It's very rare that you're going to find all three of those. (laughs) Oh, absolutely.
1: Well, and also I think sometimes people can't always value, unless you're in an industry, you don't always value how hard it is. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are like, oh, you're just trimming that. It's like, no, no, we're not we're not just trimming that. There's there's an art to this. It needs to be shaped a certain way. We gotta cut it a certain way. Like you see these three inch stubs? No, no, no. Whoever did this last, smack their hand with their pruners and tell them no. <laughs> so um, but it isn't until someone's watching you that half the time they can appreciate how much effort goes into it.
3: When I was living in Blue River, I I joined the CDC, the community development council. And uh, this program called, like, Mark II, but it was, uh, it was a program that, like, the Ford Family Foundation was supporting rural communities and doing projects. So, like, I think there was probably 30 or 40 of us in this group that we built signs up and down the Mackenzie Corridor um, to just kind of um, have the communities be you know, signed with big, cool, custom signs. And um, I got a ton of work just from the people that I was doing the program with or doing the project with. And uh, those two things, going to the CDC meetings and, um, you know, building the signs with the group of people and doing that that project was like probably 80% of my work was coming from people that I was working with or people they knew. It was, it was pretty incredible mm. uh, just working with those two organizations, how much work I got. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, and that, and we'll get to this in a little bit. That reminded me about business network, networking groups. I mean, I kind of can't believe I didn't think about this <laughs> a little bit earlier, but, you know, there's whole groups you can join that are all about business networking. You know, yeah. they go meet once a week, once a month, whatever it is, and just talk about their businesses and go through that. But even better than that, I think going to uh, volunteer groups, Mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about friends of trees, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all kinds of nonprofits out there. And so what were those three things that everybody wanted that you said? They want it done cheap. They want it done fast and they want high quality. So if you go to one of those volunteer groups, I'm
3: cheap, fast and high quality. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: But you don't say it, you do it. Yeah. You know, you, you give your time to them. You do really freaking good work you know, and you do it real fast, you know, you're going to start building a reputation within the industry. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's really what it's about is getting the word out that you are, <laughs> your quality work. And, uh, you know, you get into the, the cheap thing. You know, cheap is a relative thing. If you prove that you can do really quality work really fast, what someone might consider cheap might be a little more valuable than what they think the person that isn't doing work and taking, you know, in their backyard all day, you know, they're cheap is a lot cheaper for that guy than it is for the
3: guy that does quality work and does it in a timely fashion. Yeah. You you can have uh, it's like tools. You can buy a cheap tool. but It's probably not going to be a very good one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and it's the same thing. Like it's people having an eye for what the, what their tree um should look like because you can be cheap and you can do quick work and there's times where we've come behind someone and I was like you had a tree person touch this tree and it doesn't look like that but they're lay people they don't know a lot of people are like oh well I just had them trim this up and it's like yeah but it looks terrible now on that one side I mean you can't say that but in your head you're going oh cool I gotta mop this up because someone just made a total mess of this and they were probably cheap and they were probably fast And it appears like quality work because you don't know that it's not quality work sometimes. So that's, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think those three qualities usually go together really well. And plus, if you're the cheap guy, everyone starts knowing that. Like when I've heard some bids, they're like, oh, this other dude is willing to do this for this much. And I'm thinking that person can totally break their back for that much if they want. Yes, go to that guy. (laughs) Because, and I don't know that being in the industry, you want to be known as like the cheapest possible person because that's. I don't know why that just, it changes wha- uh, my interpretation. It's a certain of the, niche. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but it can drag everyone down then, like everyone in an industry. And I feel like arboriculture over the last decade, especially has really been kind of lifted into, um, I don't want to say more refined, but you know, half the time I would say 10 years ago, you'd have people equate you to a logger, which is different. I mean, not putting down loggers because that's a whole other terrifying skill that I would I wouldn't want to be in the middle of the woods trying to take down giant trees and possibly getting crushed and things like that. That's a whole other thing. But it's not the same. So I feel like you guys have spent the last decade or so really lifting the industry to a more professional standard. And um, part of that goes uh, is getting paid an appropriate amount. So it's kind of those things. If everyone starts doing really cheap, 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 cheap cheap bids, then I feel like it kind of drags the expectations of lower prices Mm -hmm. down overall. I don't know.
0: And if you're respected within your network, you know, when someone's referring you to someone else, it's not going to be like, oh, I heard something about this guy. I'm not sure how good he is, you know, but uh, you could check him out. That's one referral. The other referral is like, this guy is quality. Call him up. You want. Yeah. This person, this company is a quality company. Use them. You know, and uh, we we've got a client uh, that we're working for tomorrow. You know, they got referred to us by, you know, someone we did this summer. And the f- referral was, you know, they're not the cheapest, but this is who you want to use. You know, that, that's that's the reputation you want on your network.
2: <laughs> Networking through teaching or trainings, setting up trainings. Absolutely. Yeah, um,
3: yeah definitely. We're, we're planning on doing quite a bit cool. of that. Cool, yeah. Yeah.
2: I did a, it was a volunteer thing I taught, you know, structural pruning for this the city of talent oregon and it was like there was like six people who showed up but we just went through a neighborhood right. and structural pruned some some young maples it's
3: about, that's a good that's size awesome. group yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: for a, something niche like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah or rec climbs i guess you know hosting trainings for other arborists that doesn't yeah. really go into sales more as just like networking with well, other still networking singers. and that's, yeah, that's i mean that's
0: do. what we're talking about you yeah. know it all it all connects i mean that's something we did at the city You know, we'd put on trainings. Mm -hmm. We would, you know, I've I've done pruning trainings there. You know, we've done a lot of aerial rescue training. Uh, I mean, that's, that'd be a great way to connect with other arborists. Put on an aerial rescue training and, or just look up and see if there's one coming up and attend it for the tree industry. Go to an ISA event. Yeah. You know, go to a competition. Yeah. Like that's probably where I've done some of the best networking as far as learning new tricks, learning new techniques you know, meeting
2: quality arborists, you know, it, it's at those competitions. Yeah. If we've moved from sales to networking with other arborists, that was a point I wanted to make was competitions for sure. Yeah. Now, you know, I've done competitions for a couple of years, met a lot of great people, you know, good friends of mine now. And now that I got my contractor's license and kind of gone out all those people up and down, you know, in the PNW, yeah. Like, hey man, if you ever want a vacation up in Olympia, come and work for me or whatever. You know, nice. I have all those people now through competition. That is a huge one for networking.
3: Very cool.
1: Well, because then they see your skills. That's a nice thing. It's like it's like a. It's not free because you have to pay for competitions, but it's like a low price uh, showcasing of your skills. Yes, yeah.
2: and. You can hang out all day and you become <laughs> friends. They know they want, like, are okay hanging out with you for yeah. a day of work. <laughs> you're tolerable. Because
1: <laughs> you can be an amazing climber, but, like, a, a, not someone that you can yeah, be around all day. Or with. be like, oh, man, that person moseys too long. Nope. Yeah. Don't want that ground guy yeah. or girl. Gonna take too long to do their job.
2: Yeah, that's been huge for me. Instagram is another one of just networking with other arborists, it seems. Yep. As soon as I decided I was going to kind of go on my own, I just started posting on instagram a lot and it actually had some turnaround you know a couple companies reached out to me because of that you know
3: Mm -hmm. nice
2: you know when i knew i was going to start looking at uh getting
0: on with the city one thing that i started doing is building my uh, presence online and putting a bunch of you know i'd do something cool i'd try to get a video and put it on there because you know in this day and age if you're looking for a job One of the best things you can do is have a strong social media presence.
1: Positive, strong. Yeah. Social media presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But
0: you want to look like you are the professional. You know, you want to look like you are very educated, that you're very professional and very quality of what you do. And, you know, you can have a sense of humor, but you want to make sure it's a professional sense. You know, is this somebody that this company is going to want representing them?
1: You know, it's like a company party. You want to go schmooze, do business talk, but you don't want to be the sloppy drunk person at the end of the night. No one wants to, you know, <laughs> there's just, you have to keep that. And, and that's the thing with s- the next generation. Hear this, please pay attention to what Sensor you're pacing yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, think about like, although when it, in your youth, would there have been, Cause you're younger than us. No, there wasn't any. No, of I'm glad there wasn't YouTube
2: yeah. or anything. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Thank I mean, God. Yeah. My <laughs> friends and I were, were skateboarders growing up and we had video cameras in our hands like 24 <laughs> seven, <laughs> but those films are like in a basement somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They're not on, yeah, on they're the cloud. They're molding. I, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> There's none of those uh, people are awesome videos or the um, where someone totally biffs it in a painful way. That's not that's not out there anyway. Yeah, no. No, no and it's, it's, that's the thing. It's like I think not growing up in that age, it's really easy. Like we have to think about posting something. You know, we'll be in the middle of a job and drill be like, oh, yeah, here, I'm going to do this quick arborist trick, film this. And I'm like, okay. We have to thoughtfully go out of our way to do it because it's not part of our upbringing. We're not always seeking to be in the public eye or be seen or get attention for random things. So it's really easy for us to have profiles that aren't annoying, offensive, excessive, all the things that people look for are something that they can hold against you, I
2: guess. You should adopt like Gen Z language. Like <laughs> this shit is lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this trick slaps, check it out. <laughs> Doing it. Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll have to Google it. I'm going to be that mom later with our kids. Be like, oh, for sure. Like, just say weird things to my children. Like, oh, that's, that's so fat. Like, my children will be like, oh, mom, move away from us. Move away from us.
0: Yeah. It, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: you know, that, that makes me think of uh, another kind of online way of networking is uh, something we did recently. We signed up for the Tree Stuff Rescue Rally.
2: Mm-hmm
0: you know, and so we were able to, uh, make connections with, uh, different, you know, j- make, get to know, uh, Nick at tree stuff, which, uh, led to building that relationship, having him to this podcast. And, you know, uh, then we also have this, uh, this next, uh, video contest that they're putting on where it's, you know, filming tricks and, uh, sending those in. Um, you know, and by the time this comes out, the contest will probably be over. But you know, looking into that kind of stuff, um, you know, because you never know what what you know. If you're getting out, getting yourself out there, doing positive work on that level, it it's not going to do anything bad.
1: Yeah, you might not win the contest, but you might win a new friend or <laughs> yeah. someone who sees how awesome you are. There you
0: go. <laughs> or a future employer might yeah. you know might see you and just. Wow, that guy really understood what he was talking about there. And hey, maybe two years later, when you're talking to him for a job, he's like, "Hey, what?" That's where I recognize you from. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're in. You know, it uh, it it can go in a lot of different directions. You never know. You know, just uh, representing yourself well, I think, is what a lot of that comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Trying to think of uh, there's any way like on the job networking, you know, other than neighbors. Oh, no, I got it. Uh, using your captain's hook. You're in one tree, boom, <laughs> you swing to the next to tree. The neighbor's house? <laughs> <and then laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> Notice th- this big <laughs> hanger <laughs> <they> over <laughs> your roof. No, you're networking one tree together. The bald oh, cypresses okay. you're I doing, see what you're you know, you're, you're in one tree, boom, throw the captain hook to the other tree, pull yourself right over. Yeah. You know, you're, you networked right to the next tree without even having to come down. <laughs>
1: Oh, you totally snaked that. I was waiting till the end of this to be, able to be like Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> <you
0: know, laughs> um which it, you know is a joke, but in a very physical way that's, you know, that is connecting two points in a more efficient way. You know, uh we did that this this last weekend. I was in, doing two trees next to each other, two horn beams. I was up I was up one. You know, I'm not that far up it you know, probably 20, 30 feet up, you know, but you throw the captain hook over to the tree that's, you know, 20 feet next to you and you pull yourself over, that's coming down. You know, you come down, you're going to get a drink of water, you 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 know, might, you know.
1: Have a snack pack.
0: You never know, mess around. Instead, boom, you're in the next tree and you're going. Probably saved myself, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And plus not going up and down, Mm -hmm. you know. So while that, you know, it's kind of a joke. It's, you know, but it is a very literal way of networking one point to another point in mm-hmm. a way that saves time and energy.
2: Yeah. You
1: neighbors, know. hands down neighbors. Yeah. Because if they see you doing really good work and if you take the time to talk to them, like even if you're busy, just pause, Yeah, plug in. Not if you're hourly, obviously, because people would not like that unless you're able to, you know, take it off your you know price, say, oh yeah, I was talking to your neighbor for 30 minutes. I'm not charging you for that. But if it's not an hourly job and it's just a straight bin, Taking the time to sit for twenty minutes, you know, especially right now, because people so want to talk to people. Yeah, people are so lonely. So
0: well, and even uh, knocking on the neighbor's door and just being like, "Hey, my truck's gonna be parked in front of your house. Just wanted to tell you what's going on. A couple branches might fall in your yard. Is it cool if we send some people back there to clean it up?" And you just uh, present yourself well and seem, you know, have the crew seems professional, and it would, you know, you can get work that way.
3: yeah
2: so i guess appearance could be part of networking yeah you know 100 percent. can't show up and knock on the door shirtless <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and smoke hanging out of your or mouth or can you depends <laughs> on the door yeah. you knock depends on depends on the clientele you want yeah
3: exactly you want know? to you yeah. want to look approachable and yeah i remember i heard a story um where a guy that was really gruff and kind of rough and tumble uh did a job for for a lady and he was all done and was going to check out, and uh, he knocked on the door, and then the check just got slid in. <laughs> this is pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Yeah, Pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be an acceptable strategy now, but pre-COVID, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not so a good funny. sign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's, we know a guy that knocked on the door. And uh, he just heard from <laughs> the other side of the door, Harold. They sent the scum to prune our trees. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's when you just turn around and yeah, walk away. Were yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they just messing with you? No, it wasn't no. me. Oh. Yeah, it, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Somebody I know. Oh, no, that I'm, definitely you know. wasn't Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely no, no definitely not. The
0: he's not. the one they <laughs> were send when he's got the he's other like side, side of the door. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's like in the industry you want to, I think when you're going on a bid, you definitely want to look clean and and put together. Um, And then on the job, obviously work appropriate attire that's not crazy stained or crazy ripped or things like that. But you also, I think in some industries you don't want to look too, too clean. Like I never trust, I'm going to go to a roofing company just because that's the one. And I don't know if it's because my dad was a contractor and he totally looked a mess. Like he always had like tanks with the really long armpit holes and his jeans were always ripped and there's like pockets coming out like Daisy Duke style and stuff. Um, but he was really amazing at everything he did. So maybe that's my association with like a hard worker is you look a little ruddy. But when I see roofing companies come and they just have these like $80,000, you know, uh, King Cab, immaculate white trucks, and then they just pop open the back like suicide door style and it just has all the examples of roofing and the types and it's like it's, wearing a it, suit it, yeah it's like a it's a it's a showcase like a walking showcase and a lot of people are like oh but it's awesome because you can see and touch and feel and i'm like yeah but i know they're not paying their workers like their workers aren't showing up in equally nice vehicles mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think that's with me it's like it's like you're selling this and then you're underpaying a bunch of people to do horrible work on a roof in the middle of the summer so i think that's probably i mean that's probably my own bias but when i see that i'm like mm, i'm not going with your company
3: i, I think that it, it depends on the the person you know that's the, true that's selling you you meet a lot of people that you feel like they would appreciate someone that's really clean and sharp and other people that would rather just you be real and yourself and mm-hmm. not try and do anything to impress anybody
1: or like not mm-hmm. even just impressing just like not such an over-the-top for your industry i guess mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like I don't know. Like, you're not going to show up to a job site and be like, here is our photograph portfolio of all the trees we've pruned. Here, you can go on the website and they'll see jobs that you've posted and things like that. But it's not, you're not showing up with a picture book.
2: Yeah. But like yeah. you said, there's clients that would like that. Like so it's p- like yeah, the clientele you're going for, you know.
1: That's true. I and mean, so you're not going to know until you really show up. Yeah. You know, sometimes on the phone you can get a feel for someone and be like, ooh, that's fancy. Yeah. You better show up fancy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think it kind of goes to just being able to read that, that client, you know, like you say, some people want that. Some people don't, you know, some people, uh, when I'm, when I'm talking to them, I'm, I'll start telling them about my personal life and we'll start going back and forth and you got to be able to read, Hey, does this person want to have that kind of connection? And other people, you can tell they they are a hundred percent business. Oh yeah. You're not going to win. You're actually going to lose them by bringing up anything other than tree work. And what you want to bring up is you're, you know, you want to, talk about the subordination cut that you're going to make and, you know, how you want to make the right cut because that promotes code it. Oh, what is CODIT? CODIT is compartmentalization within tree, you know, like...
1: Do that fancy tree speak.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, so uh, you really got to be able to read who you're dealing with and uh, how you're going to bring them into
3: your network. Yeah, but... Okay. Uh, the other day there was a big job it was like seven acres of trees that had burned that uh we were going to do a bid and ace and i decided that we should go together because it was such a large scope of work and we were meeting up um and then we were in the drive together and ace was driving a toyota tacoma with like the aftermarket bumper and a couple inch lift and <clears throat> you know headache rack and everything and then uh then i was driving my ford ranger and uh we we ended up taking my ranger and pulled in and of course there was like four customized Toyota Tacomas oh. Oh, yeah. all the same yeah. year as yeah. the truck that Ace was driving. I was like, man, Wrong. if we would have brought your truck, we would have got the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You
1: wouldn't even have had to try. They just would have seen yeah. you drive in and be like, oh, yes, we're going with them.
3: Yeah, it was, it was funny. <laughs> it's yeah. like, instead, it's the Ranger and he probably hates Rangers. <laughs> He's like, goddamn American vehicle. <laughs> yeah. things, that's going to break down on you, you know. <laughs> okay, Time, yeah, can you wait just a second? We'll yeah, be right, right back. back. <laughs> <laughs> you come back in with the yeah, truck just like this, the <laughs> <laughs> they're like, That's yeah. not weird at yeah. all. <laughs> I
0: can just see him with a bumper sticker found on road dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your repair daily, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. But, um, uh, right on. Well, uh, you know, that kind of goes through. You know, the the only other thing I had on here, and I may have already seen it, but kind of uh, Eugene Tree Guild, Team Eugene, you know, is kind of a couple of things that we have, you know, kind of call ourselves. And, you know, there's a group of us arborists who, you know, all work together. You know, I'd, I'd recommend, you know, kind of come in full circle with the conversation. I'd recommend uh, finding arborists, you know, especially if you are a tree geek like we are.
2: Yeah, well... We don't work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But on, like um, you know, side jobs and whatnot, yeah. we, we, we come together, help each other out. Yeah,
0: and we, we've worked together. I yeah. D- well, guess. you two yeah. have worked
1: yeah. together, yeah.
0: And all of us have worked together on jobs. We don't necessarily work for the same employer at this time. Uh, I don't think any of us do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, the thing is, when you find people that are like-minded, you know, kind of find the, the tree. If you're a tree nerd, find other tree nerds. And we end up doing rec climbs, you know, we, uh, we do a podcast on tree work, you know, uh, and there's been multiple times, you know, where, uh, I found myself, you know, in need of help on a tree job and I've called Jamie up and been like, Hey Jamie, uh, what are you doing today, man? I just had something fall through and I need a hand. And he's like, sweet, I'll be right there, you know? Uh, and I know I'd can do the same thing with rob oh yeah you know in a a heartbeat heck rob will show up with a skid steer and a chipper (laughs) uh, you know know, every uh, knuckle boom whatever whatever's needed you know um
2: so i I ran into you at the dump with a panicked look on my face (laughs) (laughs) hey man you got a few hours (laughs) yeah
0: and it worked great for me you know i i was getting done early i did have a few hours oh yeah you know it's like sweet man i just picked
3: up some extra work you know, yeah. a helped a buddy out. Out. And it's nice to have a network of people to call and say, hey, man, can you pull me out? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so
2: network with arborists in your community. Like go to ISA events, climbing comps, trainings, all sorts man. of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that brings us to kind of gear review. And uh, we try to do gear review to stick with the topics that uh, that we're talking about. So we're going to go a little bit in a different directions. It's not really gear as in a physical thing, but as much as uh, social media uh, and, you know, which social medias work for what we only at least, you know, me, I, I have a Facebook and an Instagram. I, I don't go hard on the social medias in, in that way. Um, but yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, social media and uh, what to use for what?
2: Yeah, I just have Facebook and Instagram too. i rarely ever on Facebook, mostly on Instagram, and that um, is best for networking with other arborists is what I've uh, noticed. And I had a chat with a buddy of mine, Urban Arbor Care, um, Charles, and he was telling me, I asked him about advertising, what he does and how social media is with him, and he was saying Instagram is strictly, you know, he'll get contract climbing gigs out of it. Whereas Facebook's a little more of where he's getting clients calling him, asking for estimates and whatnot, getting work out of it a little more. And I kind of think that has to do with, like, the age of the people who are using those apps. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, totally. A bit.
0: And why you go to it. Yeah. You know, Instagram, you go to post a cool picture. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm probably looking at a, a, a client's cool picture. Yeah. Or, or uh, sorry, a climber's cool picture. Or, yeah. You know, somebody that's working on a job. Um, where There's Facebook p- is more promoting your business and
3: one having thing an we, opinion. One thing we started doing with our Instagram, we actually just started our Instagram a couple months ago at Sperry tree care, at Sperry tree care. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Like the plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what we started doing to try and promote our Instagram account, um, with more content and getting some good pictures is at the end of every quarter, we have our quarter, all staff quarterly safety meeting. And basically, uh, we, we have a wheel with like $100, $50, like maybe a couple hundred dollar prizes, a couple fifty dollar prizes, 20s and ones. And whoever gets the most likes on the photo that they take will spin the wheel for the chance to win a hundred bucks. Oh, nice. Nice. You know, so, so it, everybody's constantly sending in pictures the best photo. <laughs> because they want to be the one that gets to spin the wheel for a prize. That's cool. And, and uh,
0: you, uh, Sperry Tree Care has an awesome Instagram. Oh, so thanks. If, if you're into tree stuff, <laughs> it, it's worth a follow. It's a good follow. <laughs> yep. <Nice>. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's probably because we do the yeah, wheel. Thing. I, yeah. I was about to say because <laughs> the wheel thing. So, okay, so then how does it work? If I take a picture of somebody else climbing, then do you I? S- you spin it. I spin it but, but not the person the class. even if they're doing some like total badass tree stuff
3: Well the thing is is it, it could be the like a all-staff picture that got the most likes and then uh, everybody uh, spins yeah. and they yeah. lose like yeah. three grand in one day. Yeah. Yeah, so know. just because the amount of people
0: in
2: the pictures... How
0: much skin are you willing to put on the line? I'm
2: going to start take a picture of your crew and send yeah, them exactly. you, man. Well, you we totally could. Oh, I see the spare guys. Oh, shit.
3: you totally could. Oh, no, you can... I'd, I'd be totally down yeah. to get Dude, you in on that. I still got
0: some spare shirts. Let's go take oh, some cool yeah. pictures in spare gear. We're going to send them that's a cool cool idea
1: (laughs) it kind of pulls people more into like going out of their way to look for you because unless you have someone who's like a tree groupie most people aren't like oh i'm gonna follow this tree you know if i had an instagram that wouldn't be my first thing that i would go to as just like regular everyday person totally so i think that's a good way to get like people who aren't necessarily in the industry and snake them in there and be
2: like hey yeah and you guys do like like educational stuff it's not just like Mm -hmm. check out this top blowing out like most (laughs) of them are you know so that is more palatable to the everyday person than
3: we're trying to have fun with it you yeah. know, and yeah. have some yeah. humor humor involved with it and not have it be like a big machismo. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I I cut down the biggest tree and I have the biggest saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are pretty cool pictures too, though. Yeah, <laughs> Everything. We, has you, you get tired place. of them, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you get, you gotta have more than just the big saw in yeah. the big tree. You yeah. know. And having, trust me, we, having we do have substance. pictures of big saw big trees.
2: And they're winning all the prizes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and then, as far as Facebook goes, like you said, I think you're right in that it's a lot more of client based.
2: Yeah, and I could see. I could see you just going to Facebook to search for companies rather than like it's not really something you think to do on Instagram. I yeah.
0: So we get people sending us messages on Facebook saying, "Hey, I've got a tree. Can you come check it out?" Mm-hmm. Pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. We don't. I don't know if I've ever had someone do that on Instagram. That's kind of no. your guys's
2: website, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, like we have our domain for happylittletreecare.com. We just oh, you have do. It. Oh yeah. No, I'm about to right up. out that are, no. okay. Cause it, the dark. now because. It's like it's another. I if I think if I wanted more, like I was really trying to get more business. Uh, then yes, yes. I think having a website that's, uh, you know, has hot links and you can kind of navigate through it Mm -hmm. is helpful, but uh, as small as we are and as personal as we want to get, it's for us, it just behooves us to have a Facebook presence so people can see we are legitimate, be able to Google us. And we have Google reviews, some, not a ton, but like a few Google Google reviews. um, And you know, then they can check the and see that we're licensed and bonded and we exist. And that's the biggest thing is just have enough of a presence. So people know that you're a legitimate business.
2: Through talking to people, my understanding is Google is like one of the biggest ones to bring bring clients in. Is that your yeah. guys' experience?
3: Um, yeah. Let's see. We like the Google Ads. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys
2: kind of have a presence in the community, I guess. But I wonder, like, for a new a newer business, I feel like I've heard that like Google Ads is definitely.
3: Yeah we we've a big been one. using them for a while and yeah. and they seem to be pretty effective for sure. I think. Gosh, I'm trying to think of our st- stats on it, but. Oh, I think in the last three months or something, we've gotten like 250 phone calls from it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, do you pay for ad space on an applicable site, or is it you're paying to be at the top of the list when they Google Tree Care or like hot words?
3: Yeah, the hot words. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then yeah. that's who what is on the top that. when you Google it. Google yeah. it. It you depends on who Google's it. I think it depends on what IP address is Googling it. Depends like on like you can't Google yourself. <laughs> You if can't sit I there and keep
1: Googling yourself to get to the top floor. Oh, modern Arborist. No, I'm just kidding. Oh.
2: <laughs> Highland, right? Highland and then Sperry. Oh, very oh, nice. We made it to. Arbor the – Arbor Care. Oh, Rob Are looks we in pissed. the first 10? Because no. I, well, I Googled us pissed. and we were in the first 10. Well, there's more to <laughs> that
3: story, actually, because. Well, you guys show up right here. Yeah.
1: Boom, we're in the top 10. Wow. We're in there. Yeah, nice. we were, for a long time, we weren't. Like, we nice. were, like, down 20 to 20. I don't pay for anything, but we're obviously Googled enough, which shifts us, I guess. I don't understand the metrics. I have to learn about cool. the algorithms and stuff. Yeah,
3: they change, yeah. and it, it's based on a lot of different things, and I think that who's looking it up makes a difference, or I, I'm sure there's a I'm gonna, Google, I'm gonna
1: Google. I'm going to Google it. I'm going nice. to learn, on it. I'm gonna do it. I will, I will Google, have a report yeah. on this next time. Now Google, I'm, I mean, Google ads. Yeah, exactly. How do Google ads work? I mean, I always understood the premise of paying so you're at the top of a search with, you know, key hot words and things like that, but I didn't know what all goes into. But I just, when I saw us move into the top 10, I was like, oh, Yeah, I
3: think
2: the more reviews you get puts you up like there, three, too. Three, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three
1: or five, three, something like that. But still, that's more good The more reviews,
3: the more you change your content, you know, if you're adding pictures or adding text, and the more... Diverse, the text you have, I think, on your site makes a difference. There's, okay. a, there's a million different things. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, I've been working with my buddy Charles, and at the end of a couple jobs, I've noticed to tell the client, like, oh, yeah, you know, you're stoked. Why don't you go onto Google and leave us a review? You know, we'd really appreciate yeah. that.
3: You know, maybe not worded like that, but however he does it. We've got I a card it. that we hand and clients that seem like they're super happy that just says hey if you're happy with the job give us a review on Google. Yeah. That's we that's a that, uh, really good idea. You could send it out with yeah. your
0: invoices.
1: Ours is at the mm-hmm. bottom of our invoice. Becau- oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah.
0: it it that that's a really weird conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to go promote me. Thank you for being a good client. It's well, if they, they like you, yeah. like,
2: you know, this helps us out a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, the way you say it is nice. It's not needy. It's not like yeah. please like us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram.
2: Here, <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> yeah. I pulled it up for you. Right now. While just while hit I'm I'm the, the fifth star over real quick. <laughs> I'm not leaving until you give me a review.
1: I will put that tree back up. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's a really nice way to approach it. Yeah likable but yeah. yeah hinting without hinting too much because it is nice to see those and it's just oh like when you look your when you google yourself you're like oh, those people did like what i did yeah.
0: <laughs> i feel
1: extra good about the day yeah
0: any other uh thoughts on on our uh gear of the week twitter i don't do twitter so i know I none know. of us do it do you do yeah. tweet do
1: you no. tweet do you no. tweet
2: no. that would be like Tree politics, I don't know why. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, why don't we
1: plant trees? Oh yeah. landscaper preserve
2: preserve, them <laughs> down.
1: Yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> no, um what's the other one? There's another one.
2: TikTok. 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 Yeah. Oh, that'd be a I good one. I remember we had talked you? about it when it yeah. first came out. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. MySpace and tree work. Uh, You could add music you. to I it. I guess <laughs> maybe LinkedIn for that more professional oh, yeah, thing they're like talking about. Where where yeah. Yeah.
3: You, are you on LinkedIn? I am on LinkedIn, but I haven't I haven't been on my site for years. Yeah, me. But uh, when I was doing PTCI, I was in LinkedIn for sure. Okay.
1: Did you feel like it was helpful? I, I'm on LinkedIn for pharmacy, and I don't think I've looked at it in, like, five years.
3: It, yeah. it just floats
1: out there, but it'll send me notifications like, congratulations, you've been practicing for 13 years, and I'm like,
3: cool. Um, I, I don't think I've gotten very many le- uh-huh. leads off of it, but I think that if you're looking for work or looking for people – to work for you that linkedin can be a resource resource. Mm -hmm. there's not very many arborists out there um i was talking to michelle um today or yesterday about it and she looked up on like people that are registered there's some census for how many arborists there are in oregon and there's only 700 on the census there's only
1: 700 registered arborists in all of oregon
3: yeah.
2: Probably know them all. I mean, I'm not yeah. just
3: not just like registered companies, but... Well, I mean, like arborists. registered yeah.
1: individual. Yeah, because you, you can check to see how many yeah. people are certified. But there's only 700 in all of Oregon? Total
3: arborists in Oregon.
1: There are way more tree people and way more <laughs> tree companies, I feel like, than yeah, that. Yeah,
3: some, something's <laughs> askew, but I, <laughs> I trust that that's the statistic that is on the census.
1: Oh, no, I totally... Yeah. yeah no, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that.
3: Kind of crazy, cause there's. I think there's got to be like a couple hundred in Eugene. Yeah. Yeah, easily. I think there's like a hundred or like fift- years ago there was fifty companies in the Yellow Pages. Back when the Yellow Pages <laughs> was around. Yeah. Right? yeah I remember when Sperry started. There's only like six
0: companies, uh, tree tree service companies in the Yellow Pages. Wow. Yeah. yeah it was. It was just wow. a few. On uh, like it was a little section on Bob one page. Bob Coleman and yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was uh, Bob <laughs> Coleman McCartney. Yeah, Paul uh, LJ.
3: Yeah, Lance. And we um, have
1: now we have four just in our neighborhood.
3: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like probably. within a
1: mile of us. There's one, like one there, one there. And when the, actually, we're surrounded on three sides. Yeah, there's three other companies just within, you know, stone's throw of us. So that's kind of crazy.
3: <laughs> it really is. I, <laughs> I Either there's a lot of people that are not. Uh, paying taxes (laughs) 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 and and, you
0: know there could be a lot of tree guys out there tree (laughs) people out there that are not paying taxes (laughs) and avoiding the census (laughs) please please have workers comp (laughs) protect yourself right on well um i don't know i think we're about ready to go through final thoughts it it kind of seems like uh We've kind of gone through uh, networking quite a bit. I'm sure there's more. Uh, again, if you want to add anything to this, if you have any extra thoughts, we'd love to hear them. Uh, as we get enough emails, you know, we might do some episodes where we just answer questions and, uh, you know, reply to stuff. So uh, go to Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send any questions, any comments there, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll look through them and uh uh the best of the best will will make it on to a uh show. Um I guess final thoughts,
3: let's uh let's start with you Rob. What are your
0: final thoughts on networking?
3: Um I'm I'm appreciating the network that we're involved with here and the opportunities that you're um putting out there. I think that um the most important thing that anybody can do is take advantage of opportunities. And most of the opportunities that you're going to find are going to be because you're networking with people that are saying, hey, I know somebody that needs this or um, I know, you know, someone that needs, needs someone to work for them or someone that's looking for work, you know. So, um, you know, just take advantage of all those opportunities out there and network and speak up and be yourself and have fun. Sweet. Lacey?
1: Uh, I would say just take a little extra time. You know, we're in such a highly motivated society to move and do and be as fast as you can, but just taking a little extra time with people, um, I think is a good way to expand your network, both, you know, with clients and with other like-minded professionals.
2: Um, maybe just because I miss climbing competitions, I'm just go to climbing comps, <laughs> even if you're just watching, um we're like a tight knit group. Like you said, there's 700 arborists in Oregon. (laughs) That's a small, small family. And like getting together in those settings, it's, it's a blast. You know, everyone will talk trees with you all day, talk gear, all sorts of stuff. It's a great way to network. If I, if you're ever to like move from your current city, you know, you may have met a buddy in the next town that you're moving to who can hook you up with a job. It's a great way to network.
0: All right. Um, my final thoughts on networking, it's kind of an interesting time to be thinking about networking with COVID because it, it kind of makes it hard to get out there and meet people. I would say uh, form a strategy. You know, what parts of your company you want to network, then build those clients, build a good reputation. And a lot of it will, you know, if you're working on building a good reputation and you're getting out there and you're talking to people, you're going to the climbing competitions, uh, you're volunteering your time and you're building those relationships i think it will it'll end up growing your business probably in ways that you can't imagine be creative i think part of part of what we're doing with this podcast is it's a time where we you know haven't been able to get out and connect with as many people as we'd like to be able to um and so this is a way that we can get together with kind of people that were are within our bubble you know try to spread some knowledge and about our industry and have a good time. And so really in a lot of ways, this podcast is about networking. And so just get creative, have a good time, get out, you know, to competitions when they start again, meet people, get on the social medias. And, you know, there's some, there's some cool tricks and some cool knowledge out there and we're, we're out here uh, in a pretty cool industry. And so uh, make the most of it. That's all I really have uh, today. That's all we got. We picked that one pretty clean. So uh, with that, I guess uh, stay safe and watch your top knot.
3: Nice. Thanks, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, man. Thanks. Nice.